But most marketers like to cut the initial part out because it takes a while. It takes a little while. Like when you first meet someone, you're not going to become best friends with them. You can't just walk up to somebody at a bar and ask them out. That'd be weird. That'd be super weird if you're like, hey, you want to get married or you want to like whatever. It's going to be super weird. You have to be able to build that relationship. So how do you turn your business into an actual brand? Well, my name is Bijal Patel and I've had 13 years of corporate experience working at big Fortune 500 companies and I'm taking all of that juicy firsthand experience and have brought it into my company launch. Within this podcast, you're going to learn about branding, vision, identity, mindset, and how to scale your business to the next level. So let's go ahead and own your brand. So let's talk about branding for an ROI. And if you don't know what ROI means, I don't know what to tell you, but (laughs) no, I'm just kidding. Okay, return on investment. So if you have a business, the key metrics that you need to be paying attention to are your return on investment when you're putting something in. The thing about branding is branding provides a better, more sustainable, long-term investment, return on your investment than marketing does, but most people don't know how to track it. Because marketing gives you direct response marketing, which is like this. I put this in, I put in five cents, I got 10 cents back. Cool. I made double, right? Or I made one times because technically you put five cents in. But we're not going to get into all that. Um, That's easy to track. Branding is something that gets tracked over a longer period of time because customers keep coming back to you over and over and over again. So your LTV, your lifetime customer value ends up elongating. Okay, so let's say you have a client and their name is John and John paid you $5,000 to work with you. Now, this is the difference with branding. If they came in and they knew all about you, then they loved your program, that trust is going to build over and over and over again as long as you're matching it with an amazing client experience, which if you're into branding and you're listening to this podcast, you're gonna learn more and more about why client experience matters even more than it ever has and how it directly correlates with your client staying with you for a long time. So John finishes the program, but he's still in the system. And so he wants to buy your next offer. He wants to buy something that's on your back end, or he wants to buy something that you have bolted on. That's another five or maybe 10K. So now John comes in the door, he bought 5K, and let's say he bought another 10K of your offers on the back end. Now we have 15K from John. John gets that next back end piece done. He asks you, hey, I love the results that you've got me. I love working with your team. I love working with you. What else can we do here? Because I have this next problem. So you then have an ideal avatar who's paid you $15,000, who then wants to know how they can stay in your system so they can continue to work with you and get value from what you're providing. So then you tell John, hey, well, you can stay on. You know, we have a program that's $1,000 a month. John says, yes, let's go. Let's go ahead and do that because I need your services so that I can keep taking what we've foundationally built. Then we built the house on top and now I've got to maintain this house. You're maintaining the house through that MRR, monthly recurring revenue. So John stays in, he pays $1,000 a month for the next, let's say 10 months, just to make round numbers. Then we have 10. So John paid 5,000 to start. He paid another 10 and we're at 15. And then he paid another 10 throughout the year. So suddenly we have a $25,000 client. And that is as a result of branding. So that branding piece, as it relates to customer lifetime value, you pay to acquire the client once, whether that's through your attention, 
which is personal branding and business branding and social media and content, it's getting their attention to invest and to be into you. Or you paid with paid marketing, which is like Facebook ads, maybe it's a direct response funnel, or maybe it's like a lead magnet, it's a quiz, something that you paid to get their attention. Maybe it's a video sales letter, a VSL or webinar, you paid and you got them in the system. Well, they didn't really know you. So when they came into that relationship, what you thought was trust, they didn't think it was trust. So imagine if John came in through that system, he comes in, something goes wrong with your onboarding process, or maybe the sales guy who sold it to John miss pitches and says, hey, the program delivers X and John thought it was going to be Y and was told Y, comes in, he's not happy. He asked for a refund. Maybe your system takes too long to get back to him and he does a charge back on your credit card. Suddenly, John, who you paid to acquire as a customer, came in, got cold feet because things went a little bit awry and he didn't ever trust you. He's now doing a charge back on your credit card, which if you've been in business as long as I have or longer, a chargeback is horrible for your business credit and for your reputation online. You literally, if you get too many chargebacks and you use Stripe as a payment processor like we do, they will literally hold your cash from you. So that is an example of what branding does in terms of return on your investment using really, really specific examples. So what most people forget to track is remembering to tag that John came in through organic content. He came in through personal branding. So here's something tactical you can apply right away. If you're acquiring customers, whatever source you're doing it, whether you are using organic channels like we are, whether you're doing paid, like, you know, TikTok ads, Facebook ads, YouTube, or maybe you're retargeting from YouTube, maybe it's Google and SEO search, whatever it is that you're doing as paid acquisition and advertisement versus what you're doing as organic, or maybe you're like us too and you do live events, you throw your own events and potentially you have customers that you acquire through those events, or you're like, you know, we also do paid speaking engagements. So we go to other people's audiences and we will go and give talks and things like that. We'll get like clients from that as well. So those are different things. It could be through a podcast. Those are all multiple channels through which you can acquire customers or word of mouth referral. The list goes on really of how you get your client. The question that you can apply tactically is, are you tracking that? So if you are tracking that, and if you have that somewhere, even if it's on a spreadsheet and you don't have like a fancy CRM, if it's on a spreadsheet, are you tracking where the source was? And then every time you have an upsell, when you're counting, when you're counting up that customer lifetime value, are you aware of why they bought every single stage? So that's one way that you can use what I call performance branding and be able to track did this add to my top line revenue? And then how did it affect my bottom line profit margin? So again, when you're looking at branding, a lot of people, especially marketers, and we've had quite a few clients that are actually marketers be like, I don't understand this. Like in direct response, I send an email and I ask them, hey, I do X, you know, here's my offer. It's 10 weeks. It's $10,000 to get started. And it's $1,000 a month after that. Here's, here's our big promise. Here's our three pillars of what we sell. Do you want to buy it? Let's hop on a call. It's really direct. That's the point. You offer something direct and you get a response back. That's easy to track. Or if you're using Facebook advertisements, you can go to your business page and literally see all of those numbers there. With branding, it takes a little more on your end to actually be able to track it. But I invite you to make that as a part of your process. If, you, if you're bigger and you have a sales team, you have a CRM system like we do, and you've got all of that going on, get it tracked. Make sure you're looking at the right analytics and data so that you're aware of where you should be investing your time. Because I will tell you this, 2023 
Literally, people are pushing away from direct response marketing because it's so pushy and people are in a stage of fear right now and they're moving towards branding. And the reason they're moving towards branding is if you think about it like this, I like to think about it on a visual spectrum. So on this side, what I just described as direct response marketing, right? Like, hey, here's an email. This is our offer. It's 10 weeks. It's $10,000. Here's what you'll get. You know, it's 1000 you know, monthly after that. Here's what you're going to get. These are the benefits. These are the results. You want to hop on a call. Very direct. It could be also a VSL a webinar, something that's pushing people through a funnel. That is a direct response type of marketing effort. Even on social media posts, if you're on there and you are making a post, comment or DM me if you want this, that's direct response. Then if you're over here on the branding side, the branding side is like, hey, here's what we stand for. Here's a result that our client got. Here's our mission and vision of what we're planning to change in the world. Here's something cool about our offer that our client just, you know, was able to complete, you know, step one and pillar one. And this is the cool wins that they got. Isn't that amazing? Blah, blah, blah. And there's no CTA, almost no CTA. It's just an invitation to share the story of how did your program actually affect your clients. When you do that, you're inviting people in, you're pulling them in. Hey, so quick pause. Have you gotten a big piece of value from any of the episodes so far? If you have, I would absolutely love if you could share this with someone else you think could benefit from this. A principle of mine is to give it forward because that like energy creates more like energy and it'll all come back to you in the form of karma. So just want to say thanks again for listening and let's get back to the show. It's a way more organic inbound sale. It is literally, they're inbound. They're finding you in direct messenger. They're sending you emails. They're subscribing to all of your social media channels. And they're like, please help me. I need help with my brand and you're my person. When you get onto those sales calls, and I promise you, I've done this over and over again. I've taken hundreds, if not thousands of sales calls myself personally. And I have a close to 70% like ratio on closing, like seven out of 10 people I offer buy. So I do know a thing or two about sales. I'll get into that. We can do sales training in a whole different episode, but for the purposes of this, the reason that that percentage is so high with also a really great profit margin that I maintain is because our branding is working because our message connects with the right people. And when we create that solid sense of trust, of connection, of helping them feel understood, They get on the call and they're pre-sold. This is the point of branding. They come on, they're pre-sold. So sales is superfluous when branding is on point. So people always say when marketing is on point, but technically this is the way it should work. And I love marketing. No problem with marketing. We do some direct response marketing too. Absolutely, we do. You need both. That's the point. So branding is what feeds marketing and marketing is what feeds sales. That's how the pipeline actually works. But most marketers like to cut the initial part out because it takes a while. It takes a little while. Like when you first meet someone, you're not going to become best friends with them. You can't just walk up to somebody at a bar and ask them out. That'd be weird. That'd be super weird if you're like, hey, you want to get married or you want to like whatever. It's going to be super weird. You have to be able to build that relationship. Branding builds a relationship. That's what it does. And the relationship right now is worth more than anything anything. That's why personal brands are winning, not business brands. And this is the direction people are going. So advise you highly to take a look at your branding, audit it, and be real about where's your return on investment coming from. Now, if you find holes and you say, hey, 
I could really use some help here. Like we're really great at the paid side, but we don't have organic going. How come we don't know how to use social media? You don't want to sleep on that. And I would say the other end, if you're always doing social media and you do emails and you, you know, you do those kind of things to your list, but you're not working any type of like paid or you're not going to events and you're not trying a different channel, I invite you to do that too. The two really need to work hand in hand. That's going to get you the best return on your investment is you want to be able to track it, but this isn't something to sleep on. This is something to move on, especially as the recession increases, people are tighter for cash. Don't ask me what's going on with the dollar. It's absolutely insane. Inflation is at a crazy rate. The feds keep raising the rates on us and we have no idea what's going on. Political situation is weird, but as we face whatever this is called, according to people I've talked to, financial planners I have and advisors and fractional CFOs, we are technically in a recession, but the government does not want to say that. And that's totally fine because this is the thing. This is the truth. There are more brands that become billionaires during any recessionary period that has ever existed. So why not you? Why not me? So you have to be able to face the music. If you want to build a real business, here's what you need to get real on. It is hard. It is hard. Marketers don't like to tell you that. Marketers like to sell you that there's a three-point system to make it win. If that was the case, how come everyone isn't a multi-seven-figure business owner? Ask yourself that. If the three-point sales system and marketing system that everyone says immediately gets them wins, how come more people aren't winning? Well, guess what? Because it's not true. It's not true. So why play this short game where there's like this little secret of like, oh yeah, I'll do this real quick and I'll get a framework and I'll stay in this program for eight weeks and then I'm going to be at 100K months. It's stupid. You're not going to get there. You're not going to get there. It's a total lie. Okay. That's what marketing, I'm not a fan of marketing bros. I'm not a fan of some of these gurus out there because they're spreading false information. So I invite you to take a look at your branding and invest into learning it from somebody who actually knows what they're doing. That does not have to be me. That does not have to be launch. You can find your people and you can go and start to learn why branding strategy makes a difference. You've got these enormous companies. Did you know Tesla spends $0 on their advertising and their marketing? Why is that? Why can they do that? It is because they have such a solid brand at this point in time that they can afford to do that. It's word of mouth referral. They have such an enormous fan base that is absolutely rabid about who they are. And so they're going to continue to buy from them. So that is what you need to take a look at, stop, pause, evaluate to say, where am I leaving money on the table? Because that, this slow and steady progress, yeah, get some short-term wins from marketing, but get also the long-term win. I was just talking to fractional CFO that I was working on with some stuff for my business. And it was super cool because he focuses on e-com brands and also agencies. And he shared something with me that was so profound. He was like, hey, Bijel, do you know that when I look at e-com brands and I study them and I look at all of their paid metrics, and that's my job, right? To figure this out. Look at the strategic forecast, forecasting, look at the their cash flow conversion rate and all these like super fancy financial numbers, right? He said the biggest market difference between an e-com brand that grows exponentially and a one that quietly stalls out or just like isn't feast or famine sort of state, I get some revenue one month and then taste the other, or get some revenue one month. It's like literally like a roller coaster. And not a fun roller coaster, by the way. Do not do not want to be on a financial roller coaster. But what he was saying is that the, the main difference is brand. The main difference between the e-com businesses that after four years that continue to have growth that's like this, linear, 
linear or it's exponential even, and it's continuous to progressing, continue to progress, it's literally brand. That was the main difference. Did they have a strong brand? Did they build a loyal following? Did they connect with their messaging in a way that really made a difference? So that's what you want to be able to learn and apply. So I gave you some of the tactics to be able to, first of all, start tracking the metrics at every point of conversion. So back to that, teach your sales team if you have a sales team. If you're doing it alone, you can still track it. Put it in your CRM, pay attention to it. Ask your clients. You know the best time to ask a client why they bought? The minute after they bought. That is literally the best time. So even if you take this like one gem I'm giving you, I promise it'll work. And you will start to know, wow, this actually makes a difference. Now, let me dispel a myth that's out there because you're seeing it all over the internet like I am. I'll be like scrolling Facebook and it'll be like, one bajillion like motivational posts that people are doing. Like another quote, here's something, here's something motivating. Here's something that's like makes you feel good about what you're doing and what your job is as an owner. Okay. Listen, I give out some motivational content too. I'm not opposed to it all the time, but motivational content will not convert. You will get a hundred, two hundred thousands of likes on motivational content because people need that to feel refueled and it has its place, but it's not actually going to bring dollars in the door. You cannot take likes to the bank. If you ever tried depositing it, doesn't work. Can't do that. So when all of your content is based on like your personal story, again, a word vomited over and over and over again, or in the other end where you've got those big posts that are just quote posts or blog posts and all it's talking about is these like something motivating to be like, you can do it too. Entrepreneurship is hard. That doesn't convert. So anyways, recap. Branding has a long-term ROI. It's proven in the facts. It is the number one differentiator between if you have a successful e-com brand that's going to continue to grow or not grow. It is what creates, there is a correlation that is positive and undeniable between having a higher customer lifetime value, like the example of John we used at the beginning, where he ended up buying $25,000 from your company with one point of one point of sale, one initial sales activity, one lead turned into $25,000 of sale versus in a lot of instances, that same John is doing a chargeback because he has no idea who your brand is. So anyways, hope this is helpful. You're going to love when branding starts to work for you.